0: Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that in the beginning you created the heavens and the earth. When God the Father was speaking, you were the one fashioning things. And so, Father, we submit to you this evening, this last night of this revival. We say, May you have your way in our hearts. We say, Precious Holy Spirit, we consecrate our hearts unto you, may you speak to us. May you speak to us. We declare that our hearts are hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone. We allow our hearts to be softened by you. We say, may you bring your deposit into our hearts for the glory of God the Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed, amen. amen. We may sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would like to thank God for the opportunity that he has given me through the servant of God to stand behind this pulpit to minister the word of the almighty God. Hallelujah. Let us clap hands from God. Hallelujah, I would like to thank God for the many eminent leaders that have been introduced to us, hallelujah. I won't mention names because there are so many leaders who are very eminent and that I respect and hold in high esteem, hallelujah. I consider it as a great privilege for me to stand in front of you to minister the word of the almighty God. Hallelujah. I believe and I pray that God uses me this evening to minister a word that will sustain us for so many months, for so many years, and for so, for so many decades after today. Let today be a defining moment in your life. I honor the pastors and the bishops, who stood up among us when the man of God was recognizing and honoring them. I consider it as a great privilege for me to stand in front of you to minister the word of God. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to do what I don't normally do. I don't normally start with prophecies, but I I, I don't know how the night can go. I may end up not being able to... To, to minister the prophetic messages that God has given me, hallelujah. The first message is entitled, I normally write the messages to avoid eating my own little details, hallelujah. I saw someone on YouTube saying in their comments, why does this man read his, his prophecies to us? First and foremost, I I record prophecies, because the Bible, especially the Old Testament books like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and so on, there are a record of prophecies. So I'm copying the Old Testament and New Testament prophets. Am I writing a new Bible? No. I'm just copying the habit of recording. There is a reason why they didn't use oral tradition to give us the oracles of God. They knew that the message was going to be distorted. So to avoid distorting the message of God, after looking at the signs of the crowd, after looking at the delegation, I normally prefer to record so that I'm just reading whatever I've recorded when I was not seeing anyone. Hallelujah. So the first message that God has given me, the messages are two. Hallelujah. The first message is for the church. The first message is for the church, the port of Christ. I want us to say the port of Christ. And then the second message is for the politicians. I wanted to, I will will confess that I wanted to speak the second one after left, when I left, when I'm safely in Zimbabwe. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit said to me this afternoon, you have to speak the message when you are still in Kenya. So because the message has got parts which are sensitive, the Holy Spirit said, no, there is nothing which is sensitive. All of you politicians, non-politicians, you are my children. Hallelujah. So we'll speak the messages as they are, so that uh, especially the message to the church is quite detailed, so that uh, God may position us, those of us who are ministers of the gospel and who are Christians in Kenya, so that you understand what God has brought into your hands, and that what God has brought into your hands, it does not necessarily belong to you as Kenyans, in fact, in the realms of the spirit, there are no Kenyans and Zimbabweans. We are all members of one party, the party of Christ. Hallelujah. There is a reason why I'm wearing this. I don't normally wear things on my wrist except a watch. But I am wearing this because God has sent me to speak a message to Kenya when I am on Kenyan ground. I've had a pattern for Kenya for for nearly seven years now. The pattern started after prophet Jonah guy visited us. I started to ask myself, I told you uh, in a previous message that how can someone come all the way from Kenya? He came seven years ago to our church when we were in a classroom. And it's not a Zambian, it's not a South African. This person is coming from so far, not to a church in Harare, but to a, a small church in a classroom in, in Bulawayo, in the city of Bulawayo, I started to ask myself, after that time, I started to research about Kenya and God developed in me a strong pattern to intercede for Kenya. And then with time, I started to raise a network of intercessors. Initially, it was just Kenyans and then it became an international network of intercessors. Of m- Most of them are Kenyans and then Uh, Quite a bit of them, they are from other countries, like South Africa, the United States of America, Namibia, and so on and so forth. It's people from many nations that have been mobilizing to pray for this nation. And I've spoken when I was in my country, Zimbabwe, that this country, the reason why I am praying for this country, I'm not even interested in the politics of this country. I'm interested in the spiritual awakening. That court is transacting in this country. So the message is as follows. Spiritual awakening and succession in Kenya. The spiritual awakening and succession in Kenya. The Spirit of God says the whole nation of Kenya in the realms of the Spirit is a portal which is open, a portal For want of a better word, I will say a spiritual door. There is a spiritual door which is open over this nation. But the spiritual door is not open for you as Kenyans only. It is open for all of us to benefit in the body of Christ. Especially for all of us in Africa. The reason why there is a spiritual awakening, it is for seven reasons. Number one, God wants to cause genuine repentance in the body of Christ because we have been pretending for so many years that things are right when things are dislocated and they are out of tune and out of alignment with the whole counsel of the Almighty God. Number two, to cause Christians to be on fire for Jesus. For many years, as the body of Christ, we have been lukewarm, but in this season, God wants us to be on fire for Jesus. Number three, to shake old things, old patterns, and old cultures within the body of Christ, which have hindered the moves of God. Number four, to reawaken the hearts of the saints on the centrality of evangelism and soul winning. The centrality of evangelism and soul winning. Because the Holy Spirit was telling me that even in a seemingly Christian nation like Kenya, the majority of people are, not, are actually not Christians. That's what the Holy Spirit was telling me. I don't stay in Kenya. So there is room for us to be spiritually awakened and to win the lost like never before with a sense of urgency. Number five, to align Kenya and the rest of Africa with Israel for God to fulfill what is written in Romans chapter 11. The Holy Spirit was telling me that we are on the brink of the fulfillment of the words that the Holy Spirit wrote through the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 11. So God is using Kenya as his apparatus to align the rest of Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, with Israel so that certain end time prophecies can begin to be fulfilled for the arrival of the messiah number six to usher in new moves new dealings new waves and new works of the almighty God in kenya and beyond here i'm not talking about gimmicks pastors playing gimmicks or a revival which is based on personalities we are talking about a revival which is a spiritual movement where the one who is in control will be the person of the Holy Spirit himself. Number seven, to cause a generational change and a generational shift in Christian leadership in Kenya and in other countries. So in Kenya and in other countries, because revival and spiritual awakening is starting in this nation in a mighty way, there will be a generational shift and a generational change in Christian leadership, which will spill onto other countries. The Almighty God told me by the Holy Spirit that he is phasing out the old, bringing in the new. The reason why I came with a team of four ministers of the gospel is because I want them to, to learn from me. I don't know when God is going to phase me out. The Almighty God may decide to phase me out When I am less than 60 years old or when I'm less than 70 years old, you don't get to decide when you are going to exit the stage. Jesus Christ exited the stage when he was less than 34 years. So the very first moment I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, I started to prepare for my succession. When the Holy Spirit hits you, as the Holy Spirit will hit many ministers of the gospel, those who are running genuine ministries of Jesus Christ, they will find themselves compelled to prepare for this generational change and the generational shift in leadership. It's coming, my brothers and sisters. It is coming. And according to the Holy Spirit, in this season, God will destroy the elder brother mentality. And the Holy Spirit says, the moves of the Holy Spirit to create this generational change and this generational shift in the body of Christ in Kenya will cause great pain and grief within Christendom, especially in those sections of Christendom that will try to resist the sovereign moves of God. For me to be here is grace, and for me to be here is a sign that things are shifting. I've never preached in Kenya, but I've been alive for nearly 50 years. It's my first time I'm preaching in this nation. It's a sign. The body of Christ in Kenya is like a pregnant woman whose pregnancy is overdue, whose delivery is overdue. She will start to deliver her babies through serious birth pains in this season. Some of the leaders are about to be shifted to the background by court as he raises new leaders. And new leaders are not necessarily young leaders physically. New leaders are leaders whom court has been grilling in the background, whom court has been grooming in the background, whom court has been developing in the background. The Holy Spirit will start to lift them up in this season not posters, not marketing means or platforms, but the Holy Spirit will start to elevate ministries that we didn't know in this season. The time of renewal is now, says, the Spirit of God. I saw in the realms of the Spirit that five powerful evangelists will visit this country very soon. There are very five powerful evangelists who will visit this country very soon. And these five powerful evangelists, they will not necessarily come at the same time. They will come one after the other. The whole thing will be arranged by the Spirit of God, sovereignly. That's why I'm talking about our ability to realize that Kenya is like a door. It's a spiritual door which God has opened for all of us to enter and to partake of the presence of the Almighty God. According to what the Holy Spirit told me clearly in the spirit, one of these powerful evangelists is from West Africa, and four of these powerful evangelists are from outside Africa, from the United States of America to be specific. One of these evangelists will move from place to place all over Kenya, and this thing will be offensive to Certain ministers who have got a sense of entitlement of certain places, you will be moving from one place to another. Certain ministers of the gospel who understand the moves of God will cooperate with him. And certain ministers will try to resist, but the wave will be so much because God wants to do a quick work of salvation in this season. And one of the four evangelists based in the United States of America is going to open an office in this city. I'm telling you these things in advance so that you don't become offended when these things occur. So that you will know that you were told in advance. And these people will be attracted to this land from within Africa and from outside Africa because there is something which they are seeing in the realms of the Spirit. And I pray that you are also seeing it. That's something which they are seeing. We are seeing a portal in the heavenlies when we are praying in the realms of the spirit. A portal which is open. A portal which can give us solutions for our own countries which are still gripped by darkness. A portal of possibilities. A portal of healing and restoration. You will see many ministers other than this five that I've mentioned, start to troop every month, every week into this nation. And some ministers may be asking themselves, what is it it with these foreigners who are trooping to our land? If they come to disturb us, like what happened in South Africa? No, they will be trooping because they are like bees. They see pollen in your nation. The Almighty God has caused the flowers, of revival to blossom in this season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the message for the church. It will cause a lot of grief to a few people in Christendom, but it will cause a lot of joy to the body of Christ and to the many people who are lost whom you and I cannot win alone until those brothers and sisters come from elsewhere. And guess what? The people who will benefit at the end of the day is the body of Christ and churches in Kenya. So your spiritual awakening is my spiritual awakening. Your spiritual awakening is our spiritual awakening. When I'm looking at Kenya, I'm looking at my country, granted I don't have Kenyan peppers, but I've got a Kenyan heart. I've got a Kenyan heart. God has given me a Kenyan heart because of what God is doing in this season. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for this message. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Kenya, especially those who have got ministries, that you give us a heart which is able to understand that the body of Christ in Kenya has been appointed by you to welcome all of us to partake of the spiritual awakening that you are doing in this nation. Father, we pray that you grant them bigger hearts than the bigger hearts that they already have to receive many ministers of the gospel, including many ministers of the gospel who will be rough and tough because of the need for us to repent in this season. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit as he brings crusaders from within Africa, from within the United States of America, from outside of Africa. We believe this is the season for the church in Kenya, for the body of Christ in Kenya to arise and shine. And Father, I decree... That is the brothers and sisters in Kenya welcome foreigners. You are going to move in their lives. Because in ancient Egypt, you saved ancient Egypt from perishing in famine using a foreigner, Joseph. Father, we decree that you will send foreigners from time to time to rescue this nation from time to time to strengthen our brothers and sisters in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to assist them to grow their churches beyond the thousands to the tens of thousands, beyond the tens of thousands to the hundreds of thousands. You will assist them through foreign pastors and foreign preachers. Supernatural, you will build capacity in them to acquire lands, to challenge their vision. We declare that this is the season for you to provoke the body of Christ in Kenya with ministers from Southern Africa, with ministers from West Africa, with ministers from Central Africa, with ministers from the United States of America. This is the season of the shakings. This is the season of the shakings. Father, we confess that we are shaking the foundations of the body of Christ in Kenya. Not to destroy the body of Christ in Kenya, but to renew her. Because like a pregnant woman, we desire her to deliver our revival in its fullness. Not to miscarry the things that you have given us in this season. Father, I pray and I confess that these ministers of the gospel, a few of them who are represented in this place, they will have capacity to pastor the tens of thousands that are coming to their churches, to pastor the hundreds of thousands that are coming to their churches That they will not fail as leaders. That they will feed the flock of Christ. That they will tend the lambs of Christ. With humility. That they will not run out of strength. They will preach the word in season and out of season. Because you are renewing their strength. You are renewing our strength. We pray for this woman the body of Christ who is heavily pregnant with our revival and our spiritual awakening to be strong, to be strengthened once more. 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 more. As she begins to deliver our spiritual awakening, Father, we need this nation to be strong. We need this nation to be strong. We need Christians in this nation, the bishops and the pastors to be strong. We stand as intercessors for our brothers and sisters in Kenya. We say they will not fail, Almighty God. We say they will not fail the Holy Spirit. They will not fail the Holy Spirit. We declare that they will not fail the Holy Spirit. That they will unite all of us. Through spiritual awakening. We pray for the church in Kenya. We stand as the body of Christ. To decree. That what you foreordained for this nation it shall be fulfilled. And that what you have started in this nation, no one is going to stop it, almighty God. Father, we witnessed something which is amazing in this nation, that in the state house, pastors and bishops can congregate and pray in a state house. We desire this for the rest of Africa. We pray that they will nurture this thing that you have given them. We pray for the pastors, for the bishops, for the prophets, for the apostles and the evangelists. That you cause them to keep and to nurture, to nurture this thing that you have given them. Because it is precious in our eyes. Oh precious Holy Spirit. Oh precious Holy Spirit. May you strengthen the resolve of the church. May you strengthen the resolve of the church. May you strengthen the resolve of the church. May you revive our leaders, the bishops and the pastors. May you move, Holy Spirit, like you did on the day of Pentecost. May you move Holy Spirit among the leaders. May you anoint the leaders in this season. May you anoint the leaders in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ we thank you Lord. Oh we thank you Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We may sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second message is for the political class. It is entitled, to Pray for the New Leaders in Kenya. Because of the sensitivity of this message, I've already told you, I wanted to go and speak it in the comfort of my home in Zimbabwe. I didn't want to say things which are written in this message when I'm still in Nairobi. But God is God. Look at one neighbor and say, but God is God. God is God. Say, but God is God. God, is God. <clears throat> I saw the enemy in a vision repeatedly trying to use three demonic traps against the new leaders. Trap number one is divisions and sectarianism. So there are evil spirits that have been deployed by Satan, Satan, the principalities that submit to the devil in this nation. These evil spirits, they will try to foment divisions in the new government so that the new government will waste a lot of time fighting itself instead of focusing on the work and the mandate that God has permitted it to assume powerful. The second part is that the, we must pray for the new leadership to eliminate the appetite to revenge against the previous or even current enemies. We must pray for the new leaders to eliminate the appetite to revenge against previous or even current enemies. The Spirit of God says, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay. When God has caused you to be strong when you were weak, it's for you to use this, your strength to strengthen the weak, not to fight against those whom God has weakened. Temptation number three. We must pray for the new leaders, not to engage in corruption and amassing of wealth at the expense of the weak, the downtrodden, and the disadvantaged. And so the Holy Spirit gave me an action plan, because God is a God of strategy. He said intercessors who desire this government to improve the lot of the common men in this nation will need to form Serious prayer chains that will fast at least twice in a week for the new government. Indefinite. At least twice in a week. Indefinite. Prayer chains or prayer groups. The prayers of the saints for the new leaders will help them to remain united and to remain focused. Number two, to be magnanimous, patient, caring, and loving in their God given victory. Point number three, to resist the temptation to be corrupt at any point, time, level, or place. Number four, to remain focused on the vision of service to the people in Kenya in this season and beyond this season. That's the message that I was given by God. So it looks like an obvious message. But the part which is not obvious is that these things, that if we don't pray as the church, which may begin to manifest, it may not be obvious to many people that they will be emanating from the demonic realm. So our duty as the body of Christ is to deal with the supernatural and then allow the politicians among themselves to deal with the natural, let us stand up and pray. Father, we thank you for this nation. We decree that those whom you have permitted to occupy positions of power, they will not abuse them to enrich themselves. They will not abuse positions of power to revenge against their enemies. They are perceived and they are real enemies. They will allow you to be God in the alliance. Father, we declare that sectarianism will not occur okay in this nation. Yes. During the previous period, we, we saw amazing unity. Even when there was cause for division, we saw amazing unity in this nation where people were predicting doom, pain, fighting, bloodshed, we saw your spirit arrest the atmosphere. We pray, Father, that you arrest the leadership of this nation so that as servants in your hands, they will have a heart of service, that they will remain united in serving the people of this nation, regardless of who is from where? With the heart of service. That they will serve with the knowledge that one day is one day they are going to vacate the offices that you have given them. And that when the time arrives for them to vacate those offices, let that time arrive when they have emptied themselves in service. I pray that you fashion Seventh leadership in each and every one of the leaders in this nation. From the lowest level of leadership in this nation to the highest level of leadership in this nation. That you fashion a servant heart. That you give them vigilance to cut against complacence. To cut against offenses building up in their heart. To always trust in you to be the alpha and the omega of whatever they are doing in this season. Because the robes of authority that they are wearing are borrowed robes. You are the one who has lent those robes to them, Almighty God. And at a certain season, you are going to take those robes and give them to another team. May you cause them to recognize this. And may you cause them to be humbled by this May you cause them to serve the people of this nation with a sense of urgency, understanding that they are not permanent in their positions. That you have brought them for a short while, for a short season to serve this nation and other nations. What a people that you can permit to rule can do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. Hallelujah. We may sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. When I was preaching one of the messages during this revival, I said, first, I am a child of God. And then I'm an intercessor. And then I'm a church leader. So that's how I always try to function. I, I don't try to function like I am a church leader first and then a child of God second. Look at your up and say we are all children of God. Even though we occupy different offices. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, because it's night now, I don't want to share a long message. I just want to share a message which is still in line with the theme that we were given by the Holy Spirit through our leaders who are co hosting this meeting the supply of the Spirit. I want us to say the the supply of the Spirit. And the message that I want to share is not a complicated message. It is entitled to the preeminence of the Holy Spirit. The preeminence of the Holy Spirit. And because I don't have time to cover all the points that I have in my sermon outline, I'm going to just summarize a few points. And I want to dwell on two aspects that show us clearly the preeminence of the Holy Spirit. I want to dwell on the divinity of the Holy Spirit. And then not end there and proceed to the personality of the Holy Spirit, or rather the personhood of the Holy Spirit. So we'll start with the divinity of the Holy Spirit. And to operationalize that, we are going to go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we see the Holy Spirit at creation, which establishes the divinity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there at creation. And then we run, or we move very fast to the book of Job. And in the book of Job, We'll detour at Job chapter 33, verse 1. But please Job, hear my speech and listen to all my words. Now I open my mouth. My tongue speaks in my mouth. My words come from my upright heart. My lips utter pure knowledge. I want you to take note of verse 4. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Every person that you see and every person that you will ever see was created by the Holy Spirit. You and I are byproducts of the Holy Spirit. It's true we are created by God the Father, but God the Father created us through the agency of the Holy Spirit. And this establishes the divinity of the Holy Spirit. Because some may be asking, throughout this meeting, they've been talking Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Why the emphasis on the Holy Spirit? The emphasis is on the Holy Spirit first because he's our teacher. And the Holy Spirit is the one who has been sent forth from God the Father to prepare us for dispensations of eternity, but for us to be prepared for dispensations of eternity, we must understand the divinity of the Holy Spirit and the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Our lives, when we understand who the Holy Spirit is, our lives will begin to manifest the divinity of God and the personhood of God, because God is both God and a person. Elsewhere, the Almighty God says he's a man of woe. We know a man is a person. And we learn from many scriptures that God the Father himself, he has got attributes of personality that are even more refined than attributes of personality that we have as human beings. Still dwelling on the aspect of the divinity of the Holy Spirit, we realize that the Holy Spirit He is actually called God in the book of Acts chapter 5. And to substantiate that, we are going to go to verse 3 and verse 4 of that chapter, Acts chapter 5. The Bible says, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. In verse 3, the apostle Peter says, Ananias has lied to the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 4, he says, Ananias has lied to God. So whatever we do to the Holy Spirit we are in effect doing it to the Almighty God because there is no line of demarcation between the spirit of the living God and the living God himself. There is no line of demarcation between God the Father and the Holy Spirit as God. So the Holy Spirit is the expression of divinity to us as the creatures of the Almighty God. Whenever you are having an encounter with God the Father, you will be having that encounter with God the Father at the facilitation of the Holy Spirit. So it it behooves you and I to have hearts and minds that are in tune with the divinity of the Holy Spirit. Not only the personhood of the Holy Spirit, but a deep understanding that the Holy Spirit does not exist at our level. He is actually divine. He is verily divine As God the Father is verily divine. As the word, the eternal word, even our Lord Jesus Christ, is also divine. Let us proceed. Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28. And in Acts chapter 28, I'm going to read from verse 25 to verse 27. The Bible says in verse 25, So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to these people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull, their ears a heart of hearing and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Hallelujah. We know that the person who actually said those words to Isaiah it was God the Father. But the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he reveals that It's true it's God the Father. But the revelator of that message, the speaker of that message was a person called the Holy Spirit. When God the Father is talking to you, the one whom you actually hear, it's not necessarily God the Father. It is a person called the Holy Spirit. Because whenever God is talking to us, he talks through the person of the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Let us go quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So that we know that the things that God has in store for us. It says in verse 6, However we speak wisdom among those who are ma- mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them directly to us. Has revealed them directly to us. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So whenever revelation is coming from God the Father to you, it comes by the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the person of the Holy Spirit is completely in tune with God the Father. He will not say, that says me, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will say, that says me, God the Father. But in the meantime, who is the revelator? Is the Holy Spirit. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The reason why the Holy Spirit has got capacity to search all things all things on earth and in heaven, including the deep things in God and of God, is because the Holy Spirit is God himself. You can't separate him from God the Father. Hallelujah. Let us proceed. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So whatever, let me go back in that verse, because we normally rush through that verse. It says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? What that rhetoric question is telling you is that the one who knows whatever is going on within you It's it's your spirit, your human spirit within you. I can't know unless you, from your human spirit, you share with me what is in you. But when you are sharing with me what is in you, it's a revelation from your human spirit. Because it's your human spirit that knows what is going on within you. And then the Bible is using the same image to tell us that whatever is knowable to God, it is knowable to God through his spirit. It's giving us the image of a man. It says, what man knows the things in a man except the spirit in that man? So even the things that God the Father knows about himself, he knows them through his spirit. I know it will sound like errors, but that's I've pondered on that verse for more than a decade. Let us go back to the verse. It says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So the spirit of God the Father is the one who knows the things of God. And I put it to you that the things that quote the father knows, he knows them through his own spirit. I don't know whether you caught it. Let us go back to the first part. Maybe the NIV will assist me. Let's hope it won't matter the verse. We can go to the NIV. I'm now trusting the screen to assist me. I don't have an NIV on the pulpit then. Yes, it says, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So whatever is knowable about God, even to God himself, it is only knowable by his spirit. And we know that the spirit of God, just like God the father from From Psalm chapter 90, verse 2, the Spirit of God is eternal. Let us go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. The point that I'm trying to make about the divinity of God is that when you are interacting with the Holy Spirit, or when you are seeing the Holy Spirit in manifestation, in effect, you are seeing God Himself in manifestation. There is nothing like God can be in manifestation and the Holy Spirit be in manifestation. Whatever the Holy Spirit is supposed to do in your life, it will never be duplicated by God the Father. If God the Father shows up in your life, the one who is really showing up in your life is the Holy Spirit. Because whatever God the Father does, he does it through the urgency of his Spirit. Because whatever is knowable in God the Father, including to God the Father himself, it is knowable through the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why now, when we read in Acts chapter 5, we learn that when Ananias and later Saphir, because of coming late to church, I pray that no one comes late to church from home. When they lied, they were not lying just to the Holy Spirit. They were lying to the Almighty God. They were lying to whom? When you grieve the Holy Spirit, in essence, you are grieving whom? Quote the Father. There is nothing like you can grieve the Holy Spirit and then quote the Father is seated somewhere and is not feeling anything. Because whatever grieves my heart, my innermost being, is actually grieving me. Whatever causes joy in my heart is actually causing joy to me. There is no way in which I can be joyous independent of my spirit. There is no way in which I can be happy independent of my spirit. There is no way in which you can resist the Holy Spirit and then you are in alignment with God. You are cooperating with God. If you are resisting the Holy Spirit, you are in effect resisting God the Father. Because the Holy Spirit proceeds from God the Father. He carries all the attributes of divinity that you can think of. He carries who God is to you. The Holy Spirit is our comforter granted. He didn't come in fire and brimstone, like what was in manifestation during the days of Moses and during the days of the Old Testament, but because it's a change of dispensations. But it's still the same God who was walking with them in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night in the wilderness. is still the same God. The same which was the pillar of fire by, by night and the pillar of cloud by day. It's now the Holy Spirit in our hearts. The pillar is no longer above us. The pillar is no longer enveloping us. The pillar is in our hearts. The pillar is in your heart. The pillar is found. It's dwelling place in your heart. And the purpose of this message is to encourage you to cooperate with the pillar of fire by night in your heart and the pillar of cloud to produce coolness in this world which has got so many things that can potentially torment us. He can be a pillar of fire by your night. He can be a pillar of cloud by your day so that you are protected from The scorching son of troubles in this world. But you need to cooperate with him in as much as you would cooperate with God the Father. Because when you are cooperating with the Holy Spirit, you are in essence cooperating with God the Father. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. The Bible says, How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cancel your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The part that I'm looking for is the part which establishes to us that the Holy Spirit is eternal. We know from Psalm chapter 90, verse 2, that God the Father is eternal. I want you to say, God the Father is eternal. It says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, My God has got no beginning. Say, My God has got no beginning. I also want you to lift up your right hand and say, my comforter, the, no comfort the Holy Spirit has no beginning. Say he has got no end. He's no he the, the, he the same as God the Father. Yes. So we need to understand the eternity of the Holy Spirit. Some of the things that the Holy Spirit is encouraging us to do now, they are for eternity like the message that I was giving to the church in Kenya, it's not even for now. Much of what God is doing in Kenya now, it's not for now. It is for eternity. When you listen to this message, you will appreciate me when I'm no longer in this pot. when we are no longer in that pot. When we are in new bodies, that God has reserved for us in heaven, this pot is a temporary. This pot is like a worn-out matatu that you take from one step up to another to transact business elsewhere. They are temporary. one day you will vacate this pot. And when you vacate this pot, God will give you an eternal port which is reserved for you in heaven. So much of what God, we see God begin to do in this season in Kenya. It has nothing to do with these dispensations that we are living in and these generations that we are living in. The work that God is doing is intergenerational and transcending into eternal times that are located in the future. Because the Holy Spirit is not generational. He is not a generational spirit. He is the eternal spirit. I want you to confess and say I cooperate with the eternal spirit. Say, I cooperate with the eternal spirit. Spirit. And we learn from Psalm chapter 139, specifically in two verses, verse 7 and verse 8, that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. We know the Almighty God, God the Father, is present in many places at the same time. He has got the benefit of being everywhere at the same time. But how is God the Father present everywhere at the same time? Because Jesus Christ taught us that when we pray, we should say, did he say we should praise and say, Our Father who art everywhere? Does the Bible say that in Swahili? That you should lift up your hands to everywhere and say, Our Father who art everywhere? I've never seen a translation which is like that. It says, Our Father who is in heaven. We know God the Father is in heaven. So how is he omnipresent? Look at your neighbor and say, how is he omnipresent? The omnipresence of God is facilitated by the Holy Spirit. God's omnipresence is not something which he can that he does independent of the Holy Spirit. For God to be present where you are, for God to be present where I am, for God to be present in the United States of America, for God to be present where the devil is busy scheming evil, for God to be present in heaven, he operationalizes his presence throughout the universe through the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why even before God spoke even a single word, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 where I read, the Holy Spirit was already hovering over the earth. Because after searching the deep things of God, the Holy Spirit knew that God was just about to do something on earth. And he proceeded from God the Father to start to envelop the earth and arrest the darkness which was on the face of the water deep in preparation of what the Holy Spirit knew. The Holy Spirit knew that God was just about to say something. And the Holy Spirit is enveloping this auditorium. Because of the things that God is speaking in this season. Because of the shape, form, and structure that God is producing in your life. In our lives in this season. The Holy Spirit was already on these grounds before we arrived. Because he knew what God the Father was going to speak in our lives. Because our lives are not supposed to be ordinary. So the reason why the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the watery deep, he knew creation is just about to take place on earth. That's why he was already offering. He was not hovering over Pluto. We know from science that there are many planets in the solar system. Why didn't he hover over Venus or Mercury? Maybe I'm the one who is crazy to think like that. Why did he specifically choose to hover over the earth? Why not hover over Mars so that by the time Elon Elon Musk arrives, there will be life on Mars? Why did he specifically hover over the earth? Because he had searched in the depths of God the Father in eternity, and he knew that God the Father was just about to do something. I put it to you that you have been brought to this meeting because there are transactions in the spirit that God the Father wants to pronounce in your life. There there is form and structure that God wants to, to create and to crystallize and to bring to the fore in this season. That's why God has brought you to this spiritual environment. Because God the Father knows the form and structure that he wants to bring to your life. And this form and structure, it can't be shaped by the Holy Spirit independent of the word. Which is the reason why the word was so critical to creation. But we know that it's not just the statements that God the Father was speaking that actually created material reality of what God was saying. Is the person of the Holy Spirit. When God the Father was pronouncing, the Holy Spirit was crystallizing. Whatever God the Father has pronounced in your life, I put it to you, my brothers and sisters, that the Holy Spirit is crystallizing it in this season. That the Holy Spirit is operationalizing it in this season. The Holy Spirit knows why you are here. Like Peter and his friends at the Sea of Khalil, the economic situation might have pushed you and condemned you in that little corner where you are surviving. But God is bringing everything into alignment. Everyone and everything which is misaligned, in this season, it is coming into alignment. Because when Jesus Christ shows up at the Sea of Khalil, according to Matthew chapter 4, he showed up After he had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, after he had been led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and he was led by the same Holy Spirit to the first four apostles that he chose. And when he chose them, they were brought into alignment. Look at how the devil had misaligned them using economic circumstances. Fishers of men were fishermen. How can that be? Look at your neighbor and say, are you a fisher of men or you are a fisherman? (laughs) Look at your other neighbor and say, are you a fisher of men or you are a fisherman? I pray for everyone who is misaligned in this auditorium. And I put it to you, I declare it to you that you are coming back into alignment. You are coming back into alignment in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for that pastor. I pray for that bishop that the devil misaligned and confined you to a village, confined you to a district when you are supposed to conquer all the nations around East Africa and even to Southern Africa, even to Papatis, even to Brazil. I pray that God removes barriers. And it causes you to see what only God can do. This is a season when that which is misaligned is brought into alignment. The Holy Spirit is hovering over the waters. So that that which has been submerged under the waters is brought up out of the waters. That which has been submerged in you, it is being pulled to the surface in this season. Your dreams, which have been submerged, they are coming to the fore in this season. Your ministry, which has been submerged, the anointings which have been submerged in your life, they are coming to the fore in this season. The Holy Spirit will bring, He will bring crystallization to that word which was spoken. Some of you, you are submerged under so many layers. So many layers of prophecies that have been spoken on your your life. You have been waiting for the fulfillment of those prophecies. But this is a season. When form and structure begins to come out of your life. When form and structure begins to come out of your life. And when your ministry begins to rise. Your dreams are being revived by the Holy Spirit in this season. If it is a business and the devil had confined you to a corner of Nairobi, when you are supposed to be conquering the whole of sub-Saharan Africa, you are graduating from Kenya. You are inverting the whole of Africa. Because the Holy Spirit is here to operationalize, to do those things that you cannot do. It's a season of new things being born. It's a season of new things being born. It's a season of international ministries being born in this place. Say it's my season. Say it's my season to arise and shine. We have not finished. Let us sit down. Oh, Zapratikas. I feel like the saints are rising once more. Hallelujah. I don't normally move like this but I feel, I feel a restlessness in the spirit. 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 I feel the Holy Spirit is moving in the spirit. I feel you can't be limited by witches and wizards. I feel you can't be limited by anything in this season. I feel you can't be limited by anything in this season. I feel an energy, an infusion. If you are a minister of the gospel, I challenge you to open your eyes. What is greater than that small auditorium that you have What is greater than that? The woman of God who spoke to us here, maybe she can come and stand here. God has given me a word for her. I heard a talk about Kiambu. I said, thank you, Lord. But the Holy Spirit was provoked within me to say... That is far much greater than that Kiambu. (sighs) The Holy Spirit told me to tell you, woman of God, that what God has deposited in you is far much greater than where you are. (laughs) The work that you have prayed for for so many years It should expand to many parts of Africa. We thank you, Lord. You are blessed. I feel that the sons of God are rising. I feel a in my inner man. Because those who are doing business here, you will do business supernatural. Yeah. The same way Joseph received wisdom to prosper Egypt during a fair mind, you will receive wisdom which can't be resisted by anyone. With or without the knowledge of Chinese, you will go to China and you will locate your destiny helpers. If you need interpreters to talk to them, interpreters shall manifest for the sake of the fulfillment of your destiny. It's a season for the sons of God to manifest. And the, the sons of God will not manifest because of political favors. Politicians, they will come to men and women of God for favors. Not the other way around. Not the other way around in the name of Jesus. They will come to the politicians here in Kenya. They will come and humble themselves before servants of God. Not during elections, when they they want votes of our members, but even at any other time, because the church is rising. The sons of God are rising in this season. Let us sit down so that I can cover two more points. (sighs) I feel agitated in my inner man. Hallelujah. I feel agitated in my inner man. I feel agitated in my inner man. Hallelujah. Let me cover, squeeze in two points. Two or three points on the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And then we conclude the sermon and pray there are prayer points that I want us to, to pray this evening. <clears throat> According to what God showed me, clearly, when I was praying at the hotel there, God showed me that the people who must dominate the marketplace in this coming season are Christians. Yeah. I'm not saying Christians are dominating now. At the present moment, it's highly likely to be Indians and Muslims who are dominating. I don't have anything against Muslims or Indians. But according to what the Holy Spirit was telling me, you can go and ask the Holy Spirit whether what I'm telling you is wrong. (laughs) According to what the Spirit of God was ministering to me, is that the sons of God who are rising in this season, they must dominate the marketplace. You know, I'm very spontaneous. If you are a business person with a registered business, just come and stand in front of you. Just come and stand in front. We are releasing a grace to dominate the marketplace. Whatever forces have been sitting on your business in the marketplace, you are rising. You are rising. You are rising. rising. So you are rising in this season. I know some people will criticize me and say in the scriptures there is nothing like a business anointing. Not until you see Jacob prosper through strategies that he was given by the Holy Spirit. Not until you see Peter have a big catch during the day when he had been toiling the whole night. Because of the works of the Holy Spirit. Some of you, you will receive strategies in your dreams. Some, some of you, you are just about to enter spaces that you never thought of yourself dominating. Yeah, if you are still standing in the eyes, don't, don't, don't worry about coming to the front. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Just lift up your hands wherever you are. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that you have raised these saints to stand in the marketplace, to represent all of us in the marketplace. Father, they have been trying their bit. There are people who are doing witchcraft in the marketplace. Some, they use human body parts some they use human blood others they use pure spirits of satanism and these saints have been crying for supernatural enablement for them to have their own space under the sun right now father as the suns are rising we release an anointing an apostolic grace to dominate in the marketplace Upon these businessmen and businesswomen, we remove walls of limitation. We decree that U.S. dollar millionaires, pound millionaires, euro millionaires are rising for the sake of the great work of the kingdom. They are rising in this place. Just to fellowship with the spirit of God. And receive the anointing to prosper in this season. Receive the anointing to prosper in this season. Receive the anointing to prosper in this season. Wherever you are standing as a businessman, as a businesswoman, receive the anointing to prosper in this season. Receive the anointing to prosper in this season. Receive the anointing to prosper in this season. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, I and the men of God were waiting for your testimonies. I'm waiting for your testimonies. We're waiting for your testimonies. When I'm looking at you, I'm looking at our apostles, our evangelists, our pastors, our teachers. ...our prophets in the marketplace. Joseph was a type of a prophet... ...who dominated in the realms of government... ...and in the marketplace. He rescued the economy of Egypt... ...by an ability to interpret dreams. Spiritual technologies are being released in this place... ...for you to do things which the devil will not understand... Your hands will begin to do things which you cannot understand. It's a season for the, sons and for the sons of the Almighty God to arise and shine. It's a season for the sons of the Almighty God to arise and shine. It's a season when the wealth of the Gentiles is brought back to the house of God. Father, we thank you for what you have done in the lives of these saints. We thank you for the many testimonies where businesses were failing, where businesses were sinking under every burden of debt. We thank you for debt cancellation, Almighty Father. You can go back to your place. You will never be the same again. Whether you believe me or you don't believe me, I don't care. I know you will never be the same again. (laughs) hallelujah you know this word don't worry we are in the presence of the Holy Spirit don't worry that I'm talking about money that's what the Holy Spirit wants me to talk you are always thinking about money anyway (laughs) that's why when we mention it when we are collecting offerings we become angry so, we might as well touch on money and release an anointing yes. for you to prosper when it comes to money things. Yes. We want you to dominate in the marketplace. Yes. I want you to confess and say, I'm going to dominate in the marketplace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zaprotika ma. Zaprotikai, Zombrandika We are tired in the churches of Kanzato, Kanzato. Where, if we want to do a certain project as the, as the Church of Christ, we have to go to, to the internet to look for donations. Like a church is an NGO. A church is not an NGO. In this season, God is raising financiers among us. Is raising financiers among us? Yeah. <laughs> among us, financiers of the gospel are rising. Yeah. Financiers are rising among us. <laughs> I want to, you know I don't like to talk about money. If you have watched my messages. I don't, I don't feel comfortable talking about this money stuff. But I'm arrested on this point because the church has been disempowered when it comes to money issues. And the devil has been maximizing through witchcraft. Because as the church, as church leaders, we have been failing to release the anointing which will cause our brothers and sisters to dominate in the marketplace. Never anymore. In this meeting... You are going out of this place. Yeah, Don't force yourself, my sister. If the Holy Spirit wants you to remain there, just remain there. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. He's doing His work. To to sing to us, Lord. We are tired of singers who get manipulated by sponsors outside who are ungodly. Who will be telling you, "We want you to dance like this, to dance like this." We want you to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Whether you are in the present worship team, we are speaking millionaires in the present worship team. In this meeting, men of God, there is a serious prosperity anointing in this meeting, this one. In the morning, the anointing, because anointings are different, the anointing which was flowing in the morning was the anointing of healing the brokenhearted. But in this meeting, it's a different, completely different anointing. The Holy Spirit has come into the house to align us to fulfill the divine mandate with the heavenly governmental authority. Just make a face me. Yes. We thank you Holy Spirit. Jesus mighty name. Jesus mighty name. We thank you, Lord. Because the Holy Spirit told me He's not yet done when she was going that side. Hallelujah. We are in a season. In this meeting, I don't say it to please Prophet Akai or the man of God. I've preached in many places. I just preach what I'm convicted to preach. Sometimes I preach messages. Which caused my ministration to be the last ministration in a place. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> what I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, is that in this meeting, court is raising millionaires. There are some people who are currently renting, who are, who, are, who are in this auditorium. Before you know it, you will be building a high rise. Building. You will come to know. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You will come to know how others are able to do it, even when the economy is like this. It's a season for us to dominate the marketplace. Because the Bible says the silver and gold belongs to God. In this ministry, God will raise a lot of millionaires because of the work that lies ahead. And I'm talking about the ministry which is hosting us, Ruach Assemblies. And in other ministries which are represented in this place. You just need to receive it by faith. For Mary to conceive a son without the urgence of her husband, she just needed to say, let it be unto me according to your word. She just needed to receive the spoken word. Your duty is to receive the spoken word. The fulfillment is the business of the Holy Spirit. That's why we are talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. The one who will fulfill in this season God is raising multimillionaires in this place who will go to many places Do you know why God is raising multimillionaires in this place He's raising multimillionaires because the time is getting short <laughs> The time is getting what short if you were able to see the things that have been seeing in the spirit, the, ve- the events that are coming upon the nations, the time is getting short. I pray that God opens your eyes. Your inner eyes, you see that the time is getting what? Short. The- I pray that God favors some of you to begin to see the activities of angels on earth. You will understand why the devil is crazy like this. Why all sorts of, from A up to set marriages are being legalized now. It's because the time is getting what? Short. There is one day when I had just recovered from COVID, I was just praying alone at the cottage, which I use as a, as a prayer room. And then, a face of a very huge angel appeared to me. I was asking myself, how did I survive COVID-19? Because I almost died from COVID-19 last year. My testimony is there online. And the angel of God appeared to me and said, the time is short. I realized that what it allowed me, extra time. You know, extra time in a soccer match. He had allowed me extra time so that I give a warning to my brothers and sisters. I was supposed to be dead last year from COVID-19. There was a time when my wife was checking my saturation every, after 30 minutes. Every time I wake up when I had COVID, my wife would be putting that thing for checking saturation. Almost every time. I was almost dying. For three days I could not eat. I was vomiting food. I was on the verge of dying. For me to go to, from the living room to a toilet which was less than 10 meters away, it took me nearly 15 minutes. I could not walk. And then somehow God did a turn around. Yeah. Somehow God did a turn around. Yeah. And I survived the COVID. When I was almost dying, there are things... That I was seeing. Because when you are almost dying, you begin to set off the things that are happening in the flesh. You start to think of eternity. When I was on the brink of death, like I'm on the brink of this platform, I started to set off any perspective about earthly things. Certificates that I have, they fatted into nothing. The material things that we have, they fatted into nothing. I started to say, God, if you can give me another chance, I will go out wherever you will send me and warn my brothers and sisters that the time is what? Short. The time is what? Short. That's why God is making a quick work of raising millionaires and multimillionaires in the church. We can't wait for the UN to assist us to preach the gospel. We can't wait for the IMF to assist us to preach the gospel. We can't wait for Bill Gates to give us donations to preach the gospel. Our own must rise in this season. And our own will rise in this season. Whether the devil likes it or not, our own are rising in this season. We decree that our own are rising in this season. They are dominating in the marketplace in the name of Jesus Christ. They won't be limited by witchcraft. They won't be limited by intergenerational patterns of rising and falling. They won't be defeated in the marketplace. They are coming out of debt. Including debt which has been orchestrated by evil spirits. It's your season to arise and shine. It's your season to inherit What is in Isaiah chapter 60? From verse one up to seven. Isaiah chapter 60 from verse one up to seven is your portion in this season. It is your portion in this season. Isaiah chapter 60 from verse one up to seven is your portion in this season. It is your portion in this season. He is saying in my heart, Tell them to arise and shine. He's saying, Tell them to arise and shine. They have been hidden for too long. You have been hidden in your company for too long. You have been hidden in your workplace for too long. You have been hidden in your space. You have been hidden in your district for too long. It's your season to arise and shine. Say it's my season to arise and shine. (laughs) You may sit down. I think I have to conclude. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 I feel an urgency in my heart. Two things that I'm feeling in my inner man. A restlessness and an urgency, man of God. And essence, because most of us, what we were supposed to achieve 10 years ago, so, it has been delayed by the NM. The enemy of the kind of destiny that God has in store for you is the success that you achieved in the past. That success is nothing when compared to the even greater success that God has in store for you. I feel in my spirit that the only point that I need to cover about the personality of the Holy Spirit is the fact that the Holy Spirit speaks. It tallies with what I've been saying. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 2. I will end at that point and then we pray. I want you to confess and say, I'm coming into alignment. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and this word was on my tongue. Go back to verse one. It says, Now these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Jess. Thus says the man raised up on the high, on high. The anointed of the court of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. Let us go to verse two. The spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and these words, and this word was on my tongue. As I'm standing in this place, the Holy Spirit is imparting upon each and every one of us a davidic anointing. It's not only David that the Holy Spirit was upon. The Holy Spirit is upon you as well. From now onwards, you will speak in alignment with what God has purposed in your life. The devil will not manipulate you into cursing your own life with your tongue. The things that you will speak from now onwards will be in alignment with what God has spoken about your life in the Spirit. It says, the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and these words were on my tongue. From now onwards, the words on your tongue will be his words. Because the only thing which God fulfills in this season, and in any other season, it is his word. His word will be on your tongue. When you open your mouth in the marketplace, the secret, when you are negotiating, is that they will be negotiating with the Spirit of God. Yes. And Jesus says, when you are brought before magistrates, you don't need to premeditate what you are going to say. Because at that time, at that moment, speech shall be given to you. And you will utter words which are lectured to you by the Spirit of the living God you may not be a skilled negotiator. Because for you to succeed in the marketplace, not only do you need to be skilled in what you are doing, you need to be skilled in communication. From now onwards, like David, his words will be on your tongue by the Holy Spirit. It's not you who will be speaking. When Joseph was speaking in ancient Egypt, interpreting the dream of the Pharaoh, do you think he's the one who was speaking? Do you think he was guessing like someone who is analyzing a passage in a novel when he had the dream of the Pharaoh and then he did a critical appraisal or analysis to say on the balance of probabilities what the Pharaoh dreamt is at round No, when he opened, because he says it's not in any man to interpret what the Pharaoh has dreamt. Let us go to the, the chapter concerned the words of God are upon the tongue of someone this evening. Amen. Genesis chapter 41. I'm going to read verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. And because your season has arrived, I'm getting so many revelations, I don't know what to preach. Come on, come on. Because your season has come, <laughs> I see you coming out quickly out of that dungeon. (laughs) You are coming out quickly. Because you have remained so long in that dungeon, you are coming out quickly. Quickly. When the Holy Spirit shows up, (laughs) <laughs> you come out quickly. Say I'm coming out quickly. He didn't come out slowly. He came out. I feel like coming out too quickly. I feel like coming out of that small church quickly. I feel like coming out of that villageized church quickly. I... Feel like coming out of that church which is based in Bulawaye quickly. I feel like coming out of that quickly. I feel like coming out of that cramped situation quickly. I sense an urgency and an agitation in the spirit. I sense that the atmosphere in the spirit is disturbed. Oh, Zapratika soul. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Because Joseph was on assignment, he had to come out. You are not coming out slowly from that dead. You are coming out quickly. Your destiny was stolen. And buried under, in coffins of witchcraft. Your destiny is coming out of those coffins of witchcraft. Quick, Quickly, it has to be quick. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, It has to be quick. <laughs> I feel like someone has to come out of their situation quickly. Some of you, you have been too single. I, I might as well prophesy. You have been single for too long. If being single, if being single is, a, is, is a dungeon, you are coming out of that dungeon quickly. It's your time to testify like Joseph. I feel like coming out of my situation quick. I feel like I'm agitated. I'm on fire for Jesus. I'm coming out of my situation quickly. Quickie. It's not, it's not a play anymore. I'm coming out of my situation quickly. A man on a mission, a woman on a mission does not come out of their place of limitation slowly. They come out quickly. I'm coming out of my situation quickly. I'm coming out of my desperate situation quickly. I'm coming out of my limitation quickly in the name of Jesus. I'm coming out of my sickness quickly. I'm coming out of my medical condition quickly. I'm coming out of that intergenerational curse quickly. It's my season to come out quickly. It's my season to come out quickly. Oh, zapreti katuna. Kina machita kibosoto. Kibobasita kibosuna. Liprazika tikatuna. Oh, shemandika Kana yamanto kibese. Baby basina Kibasotoma. I feel agitated. I feel on fire. I feel like someone is coming out of their situation quickly. I feel on fire, men of God. Someone is coming out of their situation quickly. Someone is coming out of poverty, not slowly. Poverty is a dungeon. Poverty is a dungeon. The devil has been messing up your destiny. Yeah. Using the four corners of poverty. You are cav- coming out of those four corners of poverty. You are coming out quick in the name of Jesus. <sighs> <sighs> I feel agitated in the name of Jesus Christ. I wish I could share with someone my architecture. You know, Joseph, when the time came for him to come out of the dungeon, he came out. Because you are pregnant with an assignment, you are pregnant with an assignment you are coming out to execute that assignment quickly. Quickly. I release divine acceleration in your life. I release speed. You know, when Hannah came out of a dungeon of barrenness, she came out quickly. She came out prophesying. And before everyone knew it, She had more puppies. Because she came out of a dungeon of barrenness quickly. God is delivering his people. The devil had created slowness. Demonically inspired slowness is being broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Demonically inspired slowness. Destinies which have been moving at the speed of a tortoise, they are being given legs to run in the name of Jesus. You are coming out of your situation quickly. Because you carry our solutions, you carry my solutions. You see, move very fast on this platform. Because the Holy Spirit is accelerating things. He's disturbing the waters. He's disturbing the atmosphere of your life. He's charging the atmosphere of your life. Because the work that is being done in your life must be a quick work. It is a quick work in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you catch it. I pray that you catch it. I pray that you catch it in the name of Jesus. That you come out of your situation quickly. Quickly. Look at your neighbor and say quickly. Oh, that's mokotsuna. Siprandika you have to come out of that medical condition quickly. That medical condition which has been causing pain in your body, you must come out of it quickly. That demonically inspired sickness, you must come out of it quickly, quickly, quickly. The Holy Spirit is saying you must come out of that sickness quickly in the name of Jesus. Quickly. Quickly. Not slowly. We want you to come out of that sickness quickly. You must come out of that dungeon of pain quickly. That dungeon of limitation. You are coming out quickly in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I feel like releasing speed on someone. Yeah. Divine speed, divine acceleration. Yeah. Revival. Yeah. Revival, yeah. speed, acceleration. I will do a lot of things. Just come forward, my brother. Oh, Saprendi Katsun. When this brother was singing, he's the one who was singing when we went for lunch. When he was singing, I saw oil being poured. I saw oil. You understand oil, my brother? I saw oil. Supernatural oil being poured on him. You are just about to access dimensions Of the glory of God. That will confound even people who are very spiritual. They won't know whether you are singing the songs which they know or you are singing something else. Because he is coming out of ordinariness quickly. So when he was singing, I was seeing those dark rams which represent music notes. They were descending from heaven. And the Holy Spirit was saying in my heart that I'm going to begin to release songs. And not only songs in this young man, but also tunes. He will take the songs that we know and sing them in certain tunes that he has had. I feel the anointing. And begin to sing them like we have never heard him sing before. And then I started to see musicians remain humble, my brother, when God begins to use you and remain submitted to this house. I saw some musicians they begin to conduct him because they will realize that the finger of God has touched him. Jesus might name. It is done. I want us to say it is done. He will compose very complicated songs. He will take the songs that we know, hymns that we know, and the Holy Spirit will make them into another form. Because it's a season for him to come out quickly. He will not only be celebrated here in East Africa. He will be celebrated in the whole of Africa and even beyond Africa. He is coming out quickly. He is coming out of obscurity quickly. Quickly. We are done with you. You are anointed in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a brother who was singing in vernacular when I came in. I pray that he is still around in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, zaprendika Tsukuna. You can stand there, my brother. I want us to stretch forth our hands to him. Because there is a transgenerational blessing that God is releasing upon him. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your quick work that you are releasing on this brother and this loved one. We declare that as he leads us in worshiping you, we will begin to experience heaven. That he will take us to heaven without us living earth geographically, we will begin to sense your presence. The way we were supposed to walk in your presence. That father, he will not just sing with his mouth, he will minister to us. Precious Holy Spirit, may you touch him. May you touch him in this season. We can sooner. May you cause him to prophesy, like David, like Asaph, and the psalmist of old through song and through dance. Even the movement of his hands, may you cause it to be anointed, Almighty God. Even the dancing that he will do through his body, may you cause it to be anointed, Almighty God. Even the voice from his mouth, may you cause it to be anointed in the name of Jesus Christ. It is done in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Say, I'm coming out quickly. Say, I'm coming out quickly. quickly. You will no longer be obscured. You are coming out of your situation quickly. You are coming out of your situation very quickly. Say I'm coming out out of my situation quickly. There are prayer points that I want us to make in alignment with this message. But because the Holy Spirit has taken over, let me just finish the bit that I wanted to read. It says... Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon and he shaved, he changed his clothing and came to Pharaoh. This season you are going to meet people that you never thought possible to meet. <laughs> I pray that the president of this country is not Pharaoh but if he is Pharaoh, if you have to meet him, you are going to meet him. Not because you are a member of UTA. I read a bit about Kenya. But because you are a member of the body of Christ. Yeah. They will bring you quickly to his presence. Yeah. Not for you to drink tea at the State House and go out with pictures to post on Facebook. That time is past. Of us doing photo ops with pharaohs. When we go to Pharaohs, we speak serious business. We transact serious business. (laughs) I feel like transacting very serious business with Pharaohs. (laughs) Doesn't matter that it's a Pharaoh. Who is worshipping frogs, snakes and all sorts of things. I'm coming out of my dungeon quickly and I will be brought into his presence quickly. If Pharaoh is wanting my land for me to build a Mecca church, I am coming before Pharaoh quickly to place a demand for my land so that I can start to reckon souls. There are many people who are dying without Christ. All the churches that are represented in this place if you're a bishop or a pastor who represents a church, just lift up your hands. I'm releasing land. Land. Because land is what we need. Whether the devil likes it or not, if there is land to build pierholes, definitely there is land for us to build sanctuaries. If there is land for building mosques, definitely there is land for us to build churches. I know the land is there. Today I'm violent. I feel like we have to take our things by force. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I release this word. That my brother pastors and my sister pastors and bishops, they are taking their tight routines. They are not begging them, they are attacking them in the name of Jesus. They are possessing their farms. They are possessing their plots. They are receiving their lands to do the work of the kingdom. Those who need to build Bible schools, they will build Bible schools. Those who need to build camping areas for intercessors, they will build those camping areas for intercessors. They will build magnificent facilities for the glory of God. We release land. Father, we declare that we are not negotiating with the devil. We are coming out of our situation of domination as the body of Christ. To dominate even when it comes to land. We are possessing our lands in the name of Jesus. You have received your land in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and there's no one who can interpret it. But I've heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. Listen to the answer of Joseph. Because I'm marrying this to 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 2, which is where I'm going to end in the interest of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our hearts. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. It is not in me God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So when a convicted rapist was standing before the Pharaoh, because God had brought him out of the dungeon of limitation quickly, he believed that God could use him. He didn't care about the label that was upon him and the criminal conviction that he had on his name. When he came out quickly, he declared to Pharaoh that God is going to use me to give you an interpretation. Do you believe that God will use you In your own world. I don't live with you. But wherever you live, in your family, in your company, in your church. In your county. In your province. In your state, in your city. In your nation, this Kenya. God sent me to provoke servants of God. That there is nothing like my church is based in Kenya. Your church is based in heaven. Because you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Don't speak human words when you are supposed to be supernatural. Be like David, a former shepherd who became a king. Listen to what he says in 2 Samuel. Chapter 23, verse 2. Second Samuel. Chapter 23, verse 2. The spirit of the Lord spoke by me. And this word was on my tongue. I'm looking for someone. Whether they call you a prophet or they call you whatever they call you. Someone who will stand up and say the spirit of the Lord spoke. By me. Joseph. Believed that he could be used by God. And God used him. There is no way we hear God saying, Joseph, because you have believed me, now I am speaking through you. God does not operate like that. When Joseph vocalized this belief and his trust in the Almighty God, the Almighty God came and began to fulfill what Joseph was confessing. Your confession is your key and your door, to your breakthrough and your prosperity in this season. I want us to make the following confessions as I conclude. I want you to say, this night I I cooperate with the divine Holy Spirit, with God the Holy Spirit, For the manifestation of divinity in my life. This night I cooperate. cooperate With the spirit of the living God. God. To bring out the divinity. divinity that That God has deposited in my life. By his spoken and written word. Inasmuch as He raised me up together with Christ Christ, and caused me to be seated in heavenly places in in Christ, Christ. I refuse to be small. I refuse to be constrained. I refuse to be limited to Kenya. Kenya. I Kenya. (laughs) I refuse to be limited to wherever I live. Because my God is greater than where I am. My God is greater than my family. family. The same God who sustained Joseph in his land of captivity captivity. and caused him to be elevated by the people who had held him captive is elevating me in this season. My destiny helpers are the same people who are suppressing me. God is using them to bring me out of my situation quickly. The same persons who are a hindrance to the fulfillment of my destiny. They are cooperating with my destiny in this season. I am rising by the Holy Spirit. I cannot be denied. I cannot be limited. I decree in the name of Jesus Christ Christ. that when I open my mouth mouth. in front of my accusers, in front of my my naysayers, naysayers. The 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 spirit of the living God will speak through me And the things that I shall speak in this season. They shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. And the angels of God. Will work with me. For the fulfillment of my destiny. I decree in the name of Jesus Christ. That I'm not leaving this place alone. That Psalm chapter 91 verse 11 and verse 12. Am my portion in this season that I am receiving angelic ministry that Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 is my portion in this season that angels are my ministering spirits and that they will assist me to fulfill my destiny that there is no one who resists my arrival in this season. I announced to the elements in the atmosphere, I announced to the elements on earth that here I come because it is written of me in the word of God that the whole creation has been groaning until now. For me to be manifested as a son of God I refuse to remain in obscurity I walk into my destiny in the name of Jesus Christ I'm fired up My inner man is agitated By the spirit of the living God I refuse to be suppressed I refuse to be small I declare that my time has come come. to arise and shine. I declare that my light shall not be suppressed. I I announce to the wicked elements elements. in the atmosphere atmosphere. that I arise with the the light of God. That I arise with the fire of God. That my season to arise and shine has come in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us keep hands for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have emptied what God had sent me to empty in this place. Thank you so much. May God bless you.